You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on the John DePietro Show. That's quite all right. All right, folks, here we are, and good morning. It's John DePietro right now. We are right outside the Rhode Island State House, and you can uh, listen, folks, on 99.9 FM, where they are about to, uh, Anastasia Williams and a group of other Providence leaders, there's a big group that is here uh, for this uh, press briefing this after, uh, this morning, excuse me, and um, right now we're about to hear some of the different reps. And for some reason, there's a, a big crowd that is, uh, has emerged with also some state leaders. I see majority leader. Uh, I'm just uh, live at uh, State House um, uh, for a press conference, and it's Anastasia Williams, which is basically, um, uh, well, let's call it what it is. It's an anti-police rally, basically. Um, or a press briefing that is that is coming up, and we're going to be um, going to bring it to you also uh, right here. There we go. And good morning, everybody. Here I am. It is uh, John DePietro, and I'm, I'm just setting up the uh, Facebook Live for everybody. It's a very very chaotic scene, and uh, you can see that I am here, and I also want to uh, pop that over, and then you can. See where we're going to bring you this live briefing right here on the show. And uh, and it should work out pretty well. So I want to say good morning, everyone. It is just to set the scene. It is um, it's it's a beautiful Thursday morning. It's actually very warm out uh, and it's a, a very big crowd. Back, I think we disconnected just for a moment, folks. But um, this should be a, a good crowd that is starting to assemble for this. And we're going to bring it to you right here on the John DePietro Show. Now, uh, there's a number of different items that are involved here. And we're going to try to get a sense exactly what this is about. And for those uh, on Facebook Live, we also have that going as well. So this is, um, folks, they're going to be beginning now momentarily. And uh, right now, up to the microphone, is Anastasia Williams, the representative. And they do have, good morning, everyone. Uh, folks, it's Sean DePietro. We are at the State House, And they do have, this time, they do have a, uh, a speaker system. So we will be able to hear them um, as they are speaking. There's Margie O'Brien of Capital TV fame. You saw her a lot during the press briefing. Let me just, uh, good morning to everybody on, uh, on Facebook Live. But there's an uh, enormous... There is Anastasia Williams, folks. And again, we are, uh, there's Mike Degnan joining us. Look for something in the mail, Mike Degnan. Folks, and again, here we are. Uh, good morning, everyone. It's Sean DePietro. And I'd also see Speaker Nick Mattiello is out here. That's unusual. So there's a lot of brass here. Um, yes, they are not socially distanced at all. Everyone is standing very close together. And as you can see on Facebook Live, folks, uh, they're violating Governor Amundo's uh, uh, idea to be a... Look at this. I hope the rest of the media is also capturing this. That you're supposed to be six feet apart. And there is uh, Speaker Nick Mattiello. And there's uh, the Lieutenant Governor. And there's Ray Hull. And there's, you can hear some State House people in the background, folks, that are advocating. Now, we want, do want to ask this. They are not socially distanced at all. 
There's uh, Leo Skenyon going up. He is the one that uh, the state police have been going after. There's uh, Speaker Nick Mattiello, who's still awaiting, folks. We, uh, he was about to be indicted right before the virus hit. And uh, here he is at this uh, rally with, uh, um, with Anastasia Williams. So she's a, Anastasia, she's about to begin. And there's, they are not six feet apart, though. That's for sure. So we'll have to ask Dr. Scott about that a little bit later. I think Anastasia Williams is about to, Anastasia is about to begin this anti-police rally that uh, has drawn a lot of uh, press conference where they're calling for illegal aliens to get driver's licenses and somehow connecting that to the incident in Minneapolis. So let's wait and now hear it begin. Folks, and again, you're listening to this. You can listen 99.9 FM or at dipetro.com. Uh, this is the first time we've seen Speaker Mattiello since this whole thing started. The General Assembly has not met, even though uh, Blake Filippi and others have called for it. So I believe they're setting. Um, as you know, folks, most of these people, they've all been on the sidelines since this started. And it's really just been Governor Mundo demonstrating leadership. So I believe they're about to uh, begin this press briefing. We're right in the back of the uh, Rhode Island State House. So, and they're still uh, waiting again, folks. We're going to bring it to live right here. And uh, there is, we'll see if Margie O'Brien is going to ask her the questions. They have all the microphones set up. And again, this is a live broadcast. So, folks, uh, we do have news to report. The speaker is here. Mattiello is at the State House. So that is news in itself. <laughs> he has left his home in Cranston, and he has made his way back to Providence for this. Oh, and there goes the uh, briefing paper that has been blown over, and we'll now wait for her to begin. So, folks, again, we're at the Rhode Island State House. Please share everyone on Facebook Live that you're watching. This is Anastasia Williams. You can see uh, Speaker Mattiello right there. I see. Oh, here we go. Hopefully you can see me and I'm tall enough to be able to deliver to you the words from my heart and experience. I will open up by sharing some words from the great late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. The contemporary tendency in our society is based our distribution on scarcity which has vanished and to compress our abundance into the overfed mouths of the upper class until they gag with superfluity. If democracy is to have breath of meaning, it is necessary to adjust this inequity today and moving forward. It is not only moral, but it is also very intelligent to do. 
We are wasting and degrading human life by clinging to archaic thinking. Those are some powerful words spoken more than a half a century ago. And they resonate today in our society. We all need to be the change that Rhode Island needs to embrace. I am joined here this morning with my colleagues in government from the House and the Senate and also Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee in person. I have received numerous phone calls of other elected officials of the absence this morning. I thank them for at least the respect of the phone call. There are numerous things that has plagued the state of Rhode Island for far too long. The world, not just Minneapolis, the world, the entire world, bore witness to the lynching, the murder of a human being by the hand of a man in blue, another human being. When is enough enough? The time, my brothers and sisters, is upon us. This revolution shall be tele televised. There's no more backward thinking. Our youth are demonstrating their anger. We have not heard all of what they have been saying for years. We have definitely postured ourselves to make believe that we are listening, giving them the attention, but we have failed to hear what they have had to say. Folks, again, it's John DePietro. We are at Northern Island State House. This is Anastasia Williams. I am a child of civil rights. I have been part of many movements. I am a product of unity, compassion, love, courage, and loyalty. But it comes a point as a lawmaker, you have to take a stand. Yes. You have to take a stand for right because it supersedes everything else. We cannot placate anymore. It's not the fashion. It's not acceptable. And it should not even bear its head in light. I call upon the entire state of Rhode Island to embrace unity, 
We are all one. We may look different, but we are all one. Under We are here under God, one nation in his glory. We go to church, no matter what denomination, and give him the praise. But how hollow is that praise? Because when we pray, we are supposed to pray for each other. We are supposed to pray for the goodness that he has provided each and every one of us. Just like this day, this brand new day, where we are all gathered for the right reasons. This brand new day for us to be able to do better than we did yesterday. This brand new day where we should be able to embrace each other's truth and stop denying it just because it hasn't been your world, your upbringing, your teaching does not make it less a reality for those of us who suffer in it on a daily basis. Folks, again, it's John DePietro. We're here at the back of the Rhode Island State House. This is Anastasia Williams in a uh, big rally. There are a list of things that we all need to get together and address. Law enforcement on all levels in all municipalities in the state of Rhode Island. It's time to create a cohesive and unified body to root out those who are proven to be unfit to wear a badge for far too long. For far too long, these bad actors, these jump out boys have been sheltered, have been protected, have been encouraged, have been condoned, and even promoted. And it has to stop. Because not every law enforcement officer is a bad cop. And by just that handful of bad ones, it makes all the good ones look the same. So I thank all of the officers who came up, stood up, and made it known that they're not part of this madness. But their hands are tied. They too have to be concerned about retribution from their own. We need to be the ones to protect them. The Policeman's Bill of Rights needs a great overhaul. I understand it may be a struggle, a fight with the unions. I am a union member and a union supporter. But the time has come to right all the wrongs that we have had to endure unfairly. So that is one area that we need to address immediately. Or we are going to see another nine minutes of someone else's life 
being taken away. Some other person handcuffed, being beaten to a pulp. Some other home being invaded without the proper credentials. Some other person being murdered in their home while they're sleeping. And these individuals, without the proper training, are getting away with it. Absolutely no more, I say. No more. Everybody needs to be made accountable. Yes. It's time. Yes. It is a, it is a two-way street. If you expect me to be responsible and represent you well, I'm expecting law enforcement to not only serve, but to protect, not to beat me down like a runaway slave on somebody's plantation. Body cameras is a must. That will show what really happened on both sides. Surely it's not a perfect situation, but it's definitely a better start than what we have working. Both sides must bear responsibility. If you're wrong, then you must be prepared to deal with the consequences. And that's on both ends. Folks, again, we're at the uh, Rhode Island State House. This is Representative Anastasia Williams. This uh, press briefing, press conference. For state reform task force to oversee what I have just mentioned. We must get it moving, we must get it implemented, and we must utilize it. Implement a three strike and you're out. People of color gets one, nine minutes, and they're out. judicial system it lacks diversity yes. folks again it's uh, John DePietro we're at the Rhode Island State House right in the back for this live briefing and that's not to say that most of the judges on the bench are not good judges not qualified or not doing a good job it's to say that there too are some bad judges And the representation of this great state is not in that system that needs to reflect it on a daily basis. You walk in any of those courtrooms and you see who are there that has to face those judges. Some of them, they have no clue of the cultural differences that come before them. So they use... use their own upbringing and their way of life to judge others. That has to stop. Folks, again, it's John DePietro. We're in the back of the Rhode Island State House. This is Representative Anastasia Williams. Our tax dollars. That is a thing that Rhode Island does. We have qualified, excellent individuals, residents of the state of Rhode Island on all levels that get bypassed 
of color not only get bypassed, they get dismissed. Folks, again, you're listening to this live. She will be taking questions after this. Qualification. All of the qualification. It's always said, if you go to school, you work hard, you follow the rules, you will succeed. It applies here in Rhode Island for some, not all. Many of our children have had to leave home, Rhode Island, in order to get employment. How unfair is that? How unfair is that for a mother and a father having to give the blessing to their child to go somewhere else to be able to earn a living and be prosperous? When in fact, they have a city and a state for which they were born and love, but the city and state don't love them. So outsourcing that COVID dollars, take a look, do your homework. There's plenty, plenty, plenty resources to address some of the ills that are plaguing us today. There is language for which those decisions can be made. In the minority community, the community of color, during this pandemic, have not, have not been properly, timely addressed with the resources, the equipment to combat or handle COVID-19. Folks, again, it's John DePietro. We're in the back of the Rhode Island State House. This is Representative Anastasia Williams. We are headed into another phase of reopening. I am not against reopening the businesses in no way. That's part of our economy. But remember, keep in mind that when those decisions are made, they should not only be made for people that look like the individuals making those decisions. Broad Street, Cranston Street, Westminster Street in the hood, not downtown. The mom and pops, businesses and restaurants don't have the luxuries that East Greenwich, Narragansett, South Kingstown, Bristol, Barrington, and those other wealthy cities and towns. No shame, no degrading, no fault towards them. I applaud them to be able to open up and step up. But you cannot and you should not believe that the one size fit all fits everybody, applies to everybody. If you're going to roll out a plan, you should roll it out in a way that everybody will benefit. Not just some. You cannot 
care of all and claim you're doing the right thing. Enough of this placating. Enough of this pandering. Enough. Let's be honest. Let's be truthful. Let's call a spade a spade. No disrespect or pun intended. But it is what it is. DCYF, the D, the C, and the Y, and the F that it deserves, should be purged. Our children, all the children, are our children. The treatments, the placement on the children of color, it is horrendous. That's right. It is horrendous. It's a true fact. I'm not standing before you presenting empty words. I see these cases. I see these families. And I see the decision makers behind the door. Again, just because you had the privilege of almost a perfect upbringing, childhood, or living, does not mean that everybody has it. And if we have it, it doesn't necessarily mean that is just like yours. But it's a good one. Just because you're poor don't mean that you're less than. And we should not be treated in that way either. So we need to. That long overdue to get in that DCYF and fix it on behalf of all those children. Minority quotas. The state has a ranking for decades for 10% participation. The language says you you apply for a state contract. Best effort. What does that really mean? to have people of color work on your project. It should be a mandatory. You want this this contract of five, 10, 15, 20 million dollars? You need to employ, improve, and have on the spot. 10%, no, 10% passed out long time ago. because an agreement had to be made to include Portuguese as a minority class in order for it to succeed. And with that, it did not open up the doors 
for people of color, the real people of color. I suggest that it be brought up to 25% minority participation. With a minimum of 15% on the spot. I'm willing to work with you. And I'm confident that these hard workers will do the same. You don't see me when you need me. You don't use me in order for you to complete your forms. You employ me so that I, too, can provide for my family. So I, too, can succeed in this glorious life, in this wonderful state of Rhode Island and its great plantations. So we need to increase it. 25% is almost where we're at with the diversity in this state. 10% is an insult when not even 0.01% is met and nobody is saying anything about it. Nobody. Driver's license for undocumented. Our brothers and sisters, our brothers and sisters, our brothers and sisters, in many instances of businesses in our cities and town, it's our brothers and sisters that are in that kitchen, they're in that detail shop of your car dealership. They're in your office building cleaning it up. They're in the nursing home wiping your, behind, your parents' behinds. They're in the hospital asking for mercy. But let me tell you, we cannot and will not give them driver's license. They are contributors of our state, of our economy. They pay their taxes. They are our brothers and sisters. They had the privilege, the opportunity, the honor of having driver's license until we had a Republican governor strip it away. was not creating a problem at all for anyone. It was bringing more resources into our economy. The Republican governor who stripped that opportunity away from our brothers and sisters created a problem of unsafetyness for all of us because he placed forcefully our brothers and sisters to get in their vehicles and drive to the places and the businesses for which many of you are owners of to make a living. How fair is that? It wasn't a problem. By giving them that license that they're deserving of, 
our roads will be safer. Insurance company will insure them. They'll continue to be able to put more into the economy. Many of them are working two and three jobs and taking three and four buses. Now, it's probably six and seven buses, seeing that there's a limit of how many can be on the bus. How are they to survive? We need to join forces and call upon our leaders and provide our brothers and sisters that vehicle and that item of a license to be able to properly function like you or me on a daily basis. We have a lot of individuals in our cities and towns, the rural areas, that travel into our city and benefit in many of our jobs. I would like to see reciprocity where city, rural cities and towns will reach out to people of color to come into their cities and towns and their municipalities and work. Why is it good for them to come and take hours, participate in hours, enjoy hours, be with us, and we cannot do the same? That needs to be changed. A living wage. We experience firsthand frontline workers. Who have they been? Who have been our real frontline workers? In addition to the doctors, those experts that deserve every praise, those that are still there and those that have passed on doing their job. Just think for one second the individual that you paid no attention to before, that you would walk past, has been the one at the forefront doing all that is necessary to do, not only to survive, but to get the job done. And they are not working for a living wage. These individuals are at 12, 13, and some just $14, and that's on the top end. While others are making 50, 75, and even $100 an hour, and sitting at home on their phone, giving directive of who needs to be there, or they'll be fired. That needs to stop. We have to think about bringing a living wage, a living wage to our state once and for all. If any time the need for essential worker has been shown and proven, it's been through this COVID-19 pandemic. They are more valuable than we have been giving them credit for. Our youth pro 
programs. Our youth are coming and they're talking and they're screaming and nobody's hearing what they're saying. Everybody is saying they're angry, they're unruly, they're criminals. Those are the labels that we should not place on any of them, ever. Folks, again, it's John DePietro. We're outside the state house. You're only fueling that anger, that hate, that frustration that you created by blaming our youth. We need youth programs in the school, during school, and after school. We are right outside the Rhode Island State House. You're listening uh, 99.9 FM. people want to say... Where are we going to get the money? Let me tell you, darling. I know a lot of pots where it can come from. We need our youth in paid internship and jobs. I see many internship and paid students in them but none look like me. If it's good for one, it's time to share the wealth and it's good for all. The state MPA list. To get on that list, it is a struggle. It is a struggle. That should not be so. Minority businesses should be able to be on that list and call by the state for providing services that they are in business with. But rather than utilizing the state MPA list, they go out of state and purchase the goods. exams, if they're not to be removed completely, it needs to be overhauled because it's another barrier for individuals of color to be able to get state employment. Easy gun access, we really need to be able to look at that. Domestic violence, youth killing youth, that's partly for access of illegal weapons and the other is because of an angry spouse or someone dealing with mental health and we have not identified it. We need to look into that and seriously make a change. The state of Rhode Island have many boards and commissions, paid boards. Many of the individuals on them have been on them for decades, on top of decades, on top of decades. There are many qualified, eligible, and available individuals of color that have expressed interest numerous times for numerous years, and it has gone unheard each time. It is time that all these boards and commissions be revisited 
No, no, not revisited. Be visited and changed. When they get revisited, they go to make sure that the work that they are there to do is being done. We need individuals that are going to come there, provide insight of this diverse and wonderful state like we should. We each have something to offer. And we all should be able to work together in peace, in harmony. And most important, in truth. I leave you with, before asking any of my colleagues if they have anything that they would like to say, they would like to offer, I leave you with the ultimate measure of this woman and this legislator, this lawmaker, is not where I stand in the moments of comfort and convenience. But it's where I stand in these days of trials and tribulations and change. Folks, again, it's John DePietro. We're right outside the Rhode Island State House. This is Anastasia Williams, representative. Here as a mother, as a woman, as a person of color who have lived it and speak it often in the chamber, in the public, in private, and all the time. To say to you, if you're truly ready to make the change that Rhode Island needs to make, not plans are making, not going to think about seeing, but is ready to make, honestly ready to make, because some of these things can be done with a stroke of a pen. Some of these things can be put in line and done immediately. We should not have to live with these archaic laws and these people with narrow mindset that is only about them first, second, last, and always. There is more than enough for everybody to benefit because we too put into the pot. I thank you for being here. Once again, Anastasia Williams. who have bravely showed up because the ask, and I won't say a demand, because it's my hope that consciously I don't have to demand these changes, knowing that the ask was one of those that may not represent their district in a good light. There's many things that my district is suffering from the many things that others are benefiting from. And I have to speak up. 
and I'll continue to speak up. And anyone who's willing to join me to speak up on, on behalf of all those marginalized, oppressed, dismissed people, I say, welcome. If there's anyone who would like to say a few words. Rep, Rep will you condemn the riot from the other night? And no, I do You not, won't condemn the riot the other night? I do not condone any type of rioting. The rioting of the other day was a distraction. It was a distraction that was perpetrated by individuals who may, who may have their own agenda. 35 from Providence. Right 35 from agenda. Providence, Rep. You, listen, did you, don't disrespect me. Did you fail your constituents? I will call upon you at the right time. Did you you're a perfect example why don't, of the disrespect. Why don't, Wait your turn. Why don't you condemn the riot? Condemn the riot. Hey, yo, you're not going to let her finish your sentence? This is the exact thing that you have Excuse me. Excuse me. Disrespectfully. Excuse me. Have some respect. She said she'd take questions. Have some respect and let her finish her sentence. She said she would take questions. Am I talking to you or him? Have some respect. Is this a police officer? You said you would take questions. I said. The state, the state house behind you is vandalized. Not condone violence. The acts of those individuals was not a peaceful one. They have the right to express themselves. But by burning a police car. I do not condone what they did, and I don't believe anyone here condoned it. They had their hey, way of expressing me. what excuse they me. did for reasons this? of their hey. own, but it has nothing folks. about Tell the me. truth, the Tell facts, me. and the direction that this sure. state needs to go in. If anybody You're telling me what? like John DePietro wants to be able Real. to use the police against a peaceful press conference, a peaceful rally. Why is this being blocking our view? Uh, community of color, then he's a problem. Why is this man blocking our view? Excuse me. Excuse me. I, I certainly am. I certainly am. At this particular time, I will ask and welcome any of my colleagues. Excuse me. If they would like to step to the podium to say a few words, Mr. Speaker. Excuse me. Folks, here's Speaker Mattiello. Thank you. Representative Chairwoman Williams for bringing this press conference together. We're in difficult times. The state just had to deal with the consequences, both health and economic, of the COVID-19 virus. Folks, this is Speaker Mattiello. And as we're starting to get out of that, we had the tragedy of George Floyd, which is a criminal act. Reprehensible, unexplainable, has to be universally condemned. And we do, we are. And you see the society universally condemning that action. And I think every peaceful protest is, that's the, the, you know, our First Amendment right to come out and express yourself and try to make positive change in whatever way you deal appropriate. We had a lot of great people in Rhode Island protesting, expressing themselves, and I thank all of them. I heard some questions regarding some of the rioters. I won't call them protesters. 
my understanding is a lot of them were out of state interest. A lot of them had agendas that had nothing to do with the tragedy of George Floyd or the racial considerations that have to be addressed. And I don't think anyone knows specifically what what their motivation was yet, but still, that'll be determined. We're here today, and myself with a very heavy heart, because we do have racial and social unrest in the United States of America. Folks, this is Speaker Matty Yellow. We're going to keep it right here, Jeff. In the world, the greatest country ever, the greatest people ever, are from our founding. We've had some stains on our jacket relative to racial cruelty, intolerance, prejudice. I, I don't even know. I don't have the right horrific words to explain it. And I've been I've been reading a lot about it, and I want to I want to thank Representative Williams. She's constantly trying to. Folks, this is uh, Speaker Mattiello. Jeff, we're going to stay right here. This is uh, WNRI 99.97. It's Sean DePietro at the State House. Trying to educate on the issues from her district. And we are a diverse people. We have a lot of different interests. And all of us in positions of authority have to respect that and try to understand everybody's viewpoint. So it was valuable for all of us to be here today. Thank you once again, Representative Williams. And we will have discussions in the state. Myself and all of my colleagues in the House, the Senate President, all of his colleagues with the executive branch, um, and we'll we'll discuss all, all issues that are, are put forth. And we'll try to determine a way to move forward, to be more socially sensitive. It saddens me that in 2020, racial intolerance and racial injustice is still an issue. And it may be, as Chairwoman Williams said, more so in some communities than others. So we all, I think, have to be sensitive to that. And if we stand together, work together, try to respect each other and really listen to each other, hopefully in 2030 or 2040, the comments will be a little different. So, thank you all. Speaker, will you commit to passing Folks, this is Speaker Nick Mattiello. Law Enforcement Officers Bill of Rights described by, Aye. as needed by Representative Williams. Oh, that's, uh, Ian, that's, that's a broad, that's a very broad question. I will commit to looking at it and studying it and utilizing our committee process and listening to everybody involved. I mean, that's the way it should be. I should not stand here and commit to any particular outcomes, but... If the community thinks it needs to be looked at, I will commit to looking at it and having conversations with everybody involved. Does this any of these issues be on the table this summer before everyone leaves? Wait, Speaker Nick Mattiello, folks. Sean DePietro. First priority because of COVID and our shortened session. You know, this, this is a big, complex discussion. So realistically, no. But could we work over the summer and the fall? Uh, yes, absolutely. Speaker, many of these... Uh, items that she brought up today have been in the uh, committee for the last five years at least and they've gone nowhere and have actually been opposed by the speakership and many of the people present here. 
I'm not, I'm not sure you're right. You're right. On the uh, driver's licenses for undocumented, for instance. I mean, you ran on opposing that, for instance, in your last one of your mailers. So. Yeah, those are complex issues, and I'll, I, I uh, am happy to continue to look at those issues. But they're, they're complex, and that goes well beyond uh, race, race and racial issues there. So uh, there's a lot of economic components to that particular issue. But I commit to always looking anew at every single issue that comes before us. And uh, the, the, they're always in a different light. And the, all, all issues are important and all issues get, get looked at. And uh, we have 75 members uh, in the House, 38 in the Senate, and we'll, we'll see where all of the issues go. But you know, those, those are individual issues. I think we have to take a very broad look at race and uh, history relative to race and equality and equity and find a way that every child that's born has the same opportunity, a fair, sh a fair shot in life, and, you know, that we, we just look at each other as the same. Uh, How exactly are you going to find a way? We will, I don't. You don't know anything, sir. I I actually agree with that. Yes, ma'am. I, I actually. How are you supposed to represent us if you don't know anything? Well, I'm afraid. I respect that and that. Folks, this is uh, Speak Dodd. You enjoy the day, folks. Again, it's uh, John DePietro, and we are at the Rhode Island State House now. In just a couple moments, I am going to toss it back to uh, Jeff Gamach at the studio. But we do have some time here, folks. We do have some time. And uh, you could hear at one point, and I want to address it, I was um, talking with uh, Representative Williams, and most of the time in these situations, they take questions. And as I started to ask some questions of Representative Anastasia Williams, um, the, uh, there were some supporters there. I don't, I'm not exactly sure who they're from, but they did not like it. And I would just say that they didn't understand the nature of this. But as we're, um, folks, coming to you live, a couple of things I do want to mention. And remember, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop in and see them. Rhode Island's number one garden center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Also, I want to remind you about our friend John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies. Huh, I'm going there this afternoon, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You can call them at 727-1716, 727-1716 for competition shooting supplies, firearms, ammunition. Now, this should be interesting with the governor's press briefing is coming up at 1 o'clock. And this quickly, with Mattiello up there, this turned into an anti-Ramundo rally. So, and here was the speaker. Now, folks, we haven't seen the speaker. They have not been in session. And suddenly the speaker um is is here and he's you know uh standing there as representative anastasia williams is then uh knocking uh governor ramundo so i am anxious governor uh, lieutenant governor mckee was here um so i'm anxious this afternoon to hear how um how exactly uh, Governor Raimondo uh, asked about that because they uh, started to go after it. You'd almost think that uh, Speaker Mattiello had put Representative Williams up to it. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, and again, we're coming to right outside the Rhode Island State House, is brought by J.K.L. Engineering. Call J.K.L. today. Now, it's hot today. It's going to be a hot summer. Call them at 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600 for J.K.L. Engineering. So there was a, this was supposed to be a press conference. There were far more people here. And then there were some people that are doing interviews now. And they're dressed all in black. And they are people of color. Uh, I'm not sure what organization they're with. 
But um, this was uh, this type of element was absent from the Blake Filippi thing. So, folks, we are getting much better at these. And I am going to be here tomorrow. I'm going to be doing Facebook Live later this afternoon. But you could just hear how they have this. Uh, they, 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 some of the people get agitated if you even ask a question. They started attacking uh, Speaker Mattiello. Um, who I'm, I didn't have a problem with that, uh, but what I, I do have a problem is people that don't take care of themselves. That's why you want to visit It's My Health, located 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's My Health, 305-3585. Stop in and see Marie. She has vitamins, uh, herbal, local products, a kai berry, 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. Stop in and see Marie. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Uh, who else did I want to just uh, quickly mention, folks? Um, let's see. Uh, again, tomorrow. So coming up at 1 o'clock will be the Governor Mundo press briefing. That should be interesting based on some of the comments that were made here today where they were demanding that she be here and uh, the speaker in some way. I'll say it seemed to be having Anastasia Williams do that. Don't forget our friends at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Uh, it's a beautiful day. Get out of the house. Take a ride. Sausage and pepper eggplant, meatball calzones, buffalo chicken calzones. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. All right, folks, with that, let's send it back. It's Sean DePietro. We're coming to you from the Rhode Island State House, and let's send it back to the studio. Uh, I will be joining you next hour again for the Governor Mundo press briefing. Keep it tuned right here. You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on the John DePietro Show. Nick Mattiello right now at the podium. It's John DePietro. We're live at the Rhode Island State House. And we're going to try to talk to the speaker. This is uh, not a member of the press that is talking to him. Just a protester. Speaker, I got a question for you. Would you commit to attending Friday's Peaceful Rally or future Peaceful Black Lives Matter rallies? I support Black Lives Matter and all Peaceful Rallies. I don't know what my schedule is on Friday, so I'm not... Prioritize it and make it... Folks, this is uh, Speaker Nick Mattiello right now. It's John DePietro, and we are live at Third Island State House. Look, those are not mutually exclusive questions. I support all race issues. I support all black lives. I believe all black lives matter. How are you supporting? How? What are you doing for us? In the way I live my life. Why did it take take a riot for you guys to speak on black lives? Does property matter more than black lives? Let me just say this. What's the answer to that? I'm not standing here defending his stance or what he said. But one of the things that we as a community, especially a community of color, have to get engaged with the political process to get to understand how it works. We are so detached from the facts. But that's why we're here now. Political process hasn't worked for over 400 years. You've had 400 years. What's going to change now? Talk. I want to talk. You've had over 400 years to figure this out. Our voice is not being heard. It took a riot for you guys to. It took a riot for you guys to address George Floyd. Why not in the beginning? Why weren't you guys there at the first peaceful protest? Your voices are only being heard when property was destructed. Where were you guys in the beginning? Time is of the essence, buddy. 
Where is Gina now? Gina is in her office. Why isn't she here with the people? Because you don't demand her to be here. We did. That's why our voices only heard when property is damaged. Because property matters more than black lives to you guys. You need to be able to understand the process. You need to be able to understand that our people are hurt. And we are demanding change. I have those. I have those pains. Everybody should. It shouldn't be just you out here. It should be her too. She came. She gave a meeting and she she gave a meeting. And she addressed the person. Bring it down. Bring it down. And say what you got to say. People, people can now bring it down. People can now bring it down. Folks, it's John DePietro. We're live at the State House. I'm not sure who who is that person. We're not sure of her, who exactly who this is. But uh, Rep. Williams has now brought her up. And do you know what her name is? What is it? Nobody here is your enemy. So this is your moment. Speak your truth, but bring it down so we hear. What you Folks, here they are. This is the young woman that uh, had Speaker Nick Battiello stepped down. Folks, again, this is Rhode Island State House. Everybody on Facebook Live, please share that you're watching. Good evening, everyone. My name is Amanda Tucson. I've been at every protest Providence has held. I want to first address the fact that the riot was number one spoken about the destruction but it took that for our governor to speak out on george floyd and black lives matter and she's still not here right now with us today that's what we're over here fighting for every day i'm in boston as well we want our voice heard but we're not begging for our voice to be heard we're demanding for it to be heard we need gina out here she came here to announce the curfew she should be here with us in this discussion as well we also want to touch on the fact that everyone keeps saying that it was an outside agenda that led this riot. But we have business owners in Providence that are saying opposite. A tweet from Food by North. I'm tired of this narrative that last night's property damage was caused by outside agitators. I was standing on the stoop of North from 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. hoping to have a space downtown that could be a refuge for people fleeing. My block compared to a lot of others was pretty quiet, but I engaged and spoke with dozens of folks heading to hotter parts of the city, and 99% of them were kids or young people 15 to 21 years old. They aren't outside agitators. They are black and brown kids from disenfranchised neighborhoods in our city, from neighborhoods that are either forgotten or being gentrified. Stop trying to narrate our pain and our passion when you're not out there with us. If you want to know what's going on, get out there. If you want to know what we feel, if you want to know why we're doing what we're doing, the only way for you to know that is to be out there. The media only gets our actions once we were already uh, brutalized. They broke somebody's leg arresting them. Broke somebody's leg. That's the entire reason we're out there in the first place. Why? Why, why, does, why does 20 plus officers to take down one person and arrest at least to their leg being broken? The same need that was put in George Floyd's neck was on protesters' necks and backs during that Providence Place protest. That's what we're out here fighting against. At the first peaceful protest, we asked every state trooper, and I lost my voice, but I'm still trying to be heard. We asked every state trooper, would you have intervened with George Floyd's death? And most of them, I think 17 or 18 of them said yes, except number 94. And that's why we're petitioning for him to be fired. If you can't keep us safe, you cannot be protecting or serving us. 
It's that simple. We want justice. And if we don't get justice, there will be no peace. Excuse me. Excuse me. Speak, excuse me. Speak to me. Speak to Mattiello. Just said they were from the outside. From You're the saying they were local. of base. You heard it. Now. Folks, again, this is John DePietro at the State House. of the governor. Where are you, Governor Gina Raimondo? Where are you? Folks, this is uh, Representative Anastasia Williams. Speak to Mattiello. Not the enemy, the ones that you see here. Take a look at the faces. We are not your enemies. We are in support of what you're all about. We are together. We need your voices because individuals, as you, as you mentioned, don't believe that the struggle is real. It is real. Not right now. No? The hardship okay. is real. Don't allow it to be used. Don't allow it to be used. They see us when they need us. How can they make decisions for us without us? Decisions can be made together. They What's his name? Can I talk to him? Can I? We are yeah. in a financial dire now. Yes. But there's always room for improvement. All right, folks, it's Chanda Petro again. We are uh, here. What you see is not all of what you're going to get. We need to address it and address it now. Folks, again, this is uh, we're at the Rhode Island State House. It's Chanda Petro. You're listening. It was. Uh, Anastasia Williams and some other people. Um, My name is Representative Carol Hagan Mackenzie. I hear your voices. I'm here to say uh, the question about the past, all I can do is apologize for what has happened in the past. The murderers that, that killed George Floyd have all been arrested, they're all in jail. Orange is the new blue for them. Thank goodness. And I think I can speak for all of my colleagues here today that we are, that is the first sign of justice I've seen since this whole horrible episode started. Besides what happened to George Floyd, we're all in the middle of a pandemic, as you all know. Tempers are short. <laughs> Businesses are struggling. We all know this. What happened the other night in Providence broke my heart. I, I totally support your peaceful protest, and I will commit to you here today that I will be here tomorrow. I don't support the violence, the looting, the chaos that came about um, in the city the other night. I think your, mother, your message gets lost. We, are, we hear you, I'm telling you right now. We as legislators, as government officials, we hear you. I understand your rage. I, you're right, I don't experience it firsthand as far as the life you live, but I feel the rage as well. It is time to change. That's what we can do for you. When we get back in the house, we will consider with more urgency the bills that will affect communities of color. But we have to join together right now. I lived, I was very young in the 60s, but I lived through the 70s and the 60s. I lived through 
President Kennedy, I was in like third grade, then Martin Luther King's death, then Bobby Kennedy's death. Those were crazy, horrible times. We were desperate. We watched people murdered, lynched in the South, black, young black men who went to try and make change. It was a horrible time, but what I see today that gives me hope is the people that are marching and peacefully protesting are all colors. We didn't see that in the past. We've got to keep that going. I, I am a lawyer and I know that the criminal justice system has failed people of color. We need to get more people of color in police departments, as lawyers, and as judges. Education is the way to get there. It's a heavy lift, I understand that. But people of color have got to be part of the answer to the problem. And we've got to open the doors to let you in. Folks, again, it's John DePietro. We're at the State House. This is a uh, rep from Warwick who's now speaking. Good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. So far, they are not taking uh, questions. Again, you're listening 99.9 FM. Let's see if there is another speaker that comes up or if that is going to uh, do it. Is anyone going to take any questions? Uh, folks, again, it's John DePietro. You can see we are at the Rhode Island State House, and we're waiting to see if whether or not they're going to take any questions. Here comes Representative Williams back up. So, um, I want to thank everybody for sh coming out and showing your support and listening and hearing the words out of Bates' mouth. Amanda Folks, again, this is Anastasia Williams. Anastasia Williams. So, please, when you decide to listen, hear exactly what is being said. Because the ones who it affects is the ones who are hurting right now. I thank you and have Folks, a good Folks, again, are you, let's see if she's going to take, Rep, are you going to take any questions? Let's see if she's going to, I think that is it. We don't know if they're going to take any questions. Initially, she was going to take some questions. There is, uh, folks, Speaker Matt, Mattiello. And then, um, again, it's John DePedro. In case you're just joining us right now, it's 12.15. And initially, they were going to take some questions. But right now, it does not seem that they are going to take some questions. We are live at the Rhode Island State House, and I do see uh, Representative Blake Filippi. I also see, um, let's see, this is the first time we've seen Speaker Mattiello. A number of them are uh, milling about, and uh, initially we were supposed to speak with Representative Anastasia Williams. So again, it's John DePietro, folks. Remember, you can go to the website. I want to say good afternoon to everybody on uh, Facebook Live. As uh, Let me see if I can... Um, Switch it around a little bit. There I am. Folks, hello there. Hello one and all. Again, good afternoon, folks. I know it's a little hectic there, just a little bit, but uh, we are in the shade. Let me just adjust things just a little bit here, folks, and then um, we'll be able to uh, continue. Now, I apologize. Tim, our uh, legal expert, Tim Dodd, could be somewhere here in the crowd. Um, and then you could hear also how they did not like um, some of the people that are in black t-shirts that were here did not like 
that I was um, asking Representative Williams a question, which is unusual because most of the time that is allowed. Good morning to everyone on Facebook Live. So I was, I think she is going to, no, that's not going to happen. Um, I did want to see if we could get, I spoke to her beforehand, and we'll see if we can uh, get her to come on. And uh, we will speak with Representative Anastasia Williams. So, folks, this portion of the program stopped by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Uh, stop in. I'm not sure. Uh, Attorney Tim Dodd was going to be joining us here, folks. It's a little hectic as we're here. And um, let's see. Uh, uh, JKL Engineering, 351-7600. You can be nice and cool with uh, JKL. So I would like to try to get Representative Williams. But, folks, we already heard a lot from Representative uh, Anastasia Williams. So I'm not, I don't know if we need to hear more. We did think that there was going to be, hello there, Judy. Yes. A lot of, oh, is there a lot of background noise? Well, um, you could try to turn it a little bit like this. And hopefully this will be. A little bit, a little bit better for everybody. On, um, I could also do this on uh, Facebook Live. So this should be uh, nice and clear. And again, good afternoon to uh, everyone that is listening. AM thirteen eighty ninety nine point nine FM. It has been. Um, the crowd will start to dissipate. They're out here right now. We are in the back of the Rhode Island State House. And uh, Speaker Mattiello, what's ironic about that is this is the first time that we have even seen him emerge out here. And I am a little confused because Rep. Williams was initially going to take some comments. I'm seeing a lot of reps came to stand behind her. You heard them starting to call out against uh, Governor Amundo. And um, I'm just, uh, folks, looking around a little bit. Again, I want to thank uh, Jeff Gamach, who's been uh, terrific. It is a little bit of a hectic time. It is a beautiful day here at the Rhode Island State House. And they were all standing close to each other. And then coming up at 1 o'clock will be uh, Governor Rundo press briefing. So there were some people here. I think the people that were here, they are some of the representatives who are going to, Carol says, much better. Well, it's dying down just a little bit, folks. You can see it is a beautiful day. Let's switch to uh, the other camera. And you can, uh, well, no, we'll stay on the camera that we're on. So, um, again, um, it's a pretty good crowd here. Uh, a lot of these things, folks, um, it's ironic. That's the first time we saw Leo Skenyon here. We saw Speaker Nick Mattiello there. Um, wouldn't let you talk up there. For, well, yeah, I, they would not let me. She was initially supposed to take some questions. And and instead, uh, I don't know if we can. I'd like to interview. There is someone uh, that was talking, but uh, I'd only interview them if, in fact, they'd have to watch their language. But we do want to try to get. I'm going to try to get Representative uh, Williams. Carrie says the sound is better. Well, some of the people. There was, um, let's see, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee. And um, who else? I see Blake Filippi. There's Joe Sakachi. So a number of the reps, folks, they're all here. Again, we are at Rhode Island State House. And, and then Rep. Williams. Let me see if I can um, get her over there. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be, just so everybody knows, I thought it was going to be, this Tim Dodd. Uh, I thought it was going to be much shorter. But, um, all right, folks, I think we can, in fact, do this. No, we, we, can, we can do it. We're going to do it for the radio. Folks, with us is um, Attorney Tim Dodd. Those on Facebook Live, just be cooperative. 
Tim, here he is. First of all, folks, uh, here at the Rhode Island State House is Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, let's just start off um, with some of the general things that came out yesterday in regards to the um, the, uh, the charges that were brought against the police officers. Well, it's interesting, John, because the charges against the main police officer have changed. They've been upgraded from a third-degree murder to second-degree murder and possibly manslaughter. It's very important uh, that the charges were upgraded. As a third-degree murder um, um, charge of third-degree murder, it's kind of an easy, not an easy case, but it's a very defendable case. Um, Second-degree murder becomes a much more difficult situation. When it's, th when it's a third-degree murder case, all that the defendant has to show is he didn't have a reasonable understanding that his conduct could have led to the death of uh, Mr. Floyd. As a second-degree murder charge, the standard of proof is, did the gentleman die while the officer was in the commission of a felony? So it's a much easier burden for the state. If it had remained a third-degree murder charge, I think the prosecution would really have its hands full. And if the officer had been acquitted of a third-degree murder charge, then you'd have another round of pandemonium. So I think that um, what the attorney general has done in upgrading the charge is um, appropriate under the circumstances. And I think will address concerns of the community because third-degree murder charge was not going to cut it. Is this um, how much of this is actually going to hold up in court? Simply because a lot of this seems to, a lot of this seems to be reactionary, for that they're just reacting to all the public pressure. You're correct. This is this is lightning speed for these officers to have been charged with these particular crimes. And as we've also point would point out that the other three officers were charged yesterday with. Um, aiding and abetting in the commission of a second-degree murder. Typically, these cases would go through the officer's bill of right hearing. Typically, these cases would go before the grand jury. Typically, it would be months before you would get a proper indictment of these guys. The fact that the um, Minnesota Attorney General is acting so swiftly, I think, was simply a necessary move on their part to address the public outrage over this particular situation. I think the charges will hold up as they are now charged. I think the public has to get ready for a long, long pretrial situation with lots of discovery, lots of delays, and I think that's going to be frustrating to the community as well. By the way, if it had remained a third-degree murder charge and if this uh, officer had ever been acquitted, you know the feds would come right around the corner with federal charges under 1983, and one way or another, this guy is going to go down. Tim, let's talk. And Tim, if you could just take one step backwards, folks, again. No, just that way. Just right there. Perfect. Folks, again, it's uh, John DePietro. We are outside the Rhode Island State House. Um, it is a little bit of a hectic situation here. There's far more people than we thought were going to be here. But, Tim, um, if you could touch on also the charges of the rioting of, last, of uh, Monday night. Well, Rhode Island, I think, uh, handled those cases correctly. Um, the magistrate justice who arraigned all of the various individuals. Um, a couple admitted to their offense and took their punishment, but the judge um, appropriately 
set surety bail on a number of the uh, defendants, even though they were Rhode Islanders, surety bail between a thousand and ten thousand dollars, which I think is far different than what you see going on in New York, where individuals are brought in, they're arraigned, they're released on personal reconnaissance. There's no bail requirement. One of the tricks in Rhode Island is whether these defendants were released on personal reconnaissance or if they post the appropriate surety. Now they're on bail. If they go out and commit another crime at another rally, at another protest, another B&E, another um, smash and grab, they could be held at the ACI for an extended period of time. So this judge has appropriately and prudently sort of put the sort of Damocles over some of these fellows' heads, where in New York, they can just go back and do it again and again, and there's really no consequence to having another charge brought in the criminal justice system. So Judge O'Neill, who handled these cases yesterday, I think did a really intelligent job. He um, split the difference between the interests of the state versus these defendants, and I think his decisions on surety bail when appropriate works most appropriate. Tim, touch on, though, a lot of these protesters and folks, again, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro. We are right outside the Rhode Island State House. Uh, there was just a press conference wrapped up. Our attorney legal expert, Tim Dodd, has joined us for a nice in-person visit. And, Tim, if you could just touch on how um, a lot of the protesters seem to think that it's just going to be like a misdemeanor by smashing windows and things like that. No, these are B&Es, John. These are felonies. These are jail cases. If, they've got, if, the, if the police have the goods on the individuals who smashed windows entered businesses, stole property, ran out with televisions, jewelry, or whatever else the case might be. Those are felonies, and those are jail cases. Now, some of the individuals don't have criminal records who are just, like, vandalizing, etc. They'll be, if they dispose of their cases, they'll get a filing, they'll agree to stay out of trouble for a few years. But even if you're a first-time offender, and you're first time at the plate, you commit a B&E, you malicious maliciously destroy property, you steal property, you sell stolen goods, the whole trip. Jail. That's a jail case. Even if you're a first-time offender and the fact that you were part of this riot and the part of that you were an opportunist and a smash and grab um, is not going to get you off the hook. Folks, again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. We're with uh, attorney Tim Dodd, our legal expert, who's with us in uh, person. Again, I know um, uh, for a long time earlier, we did hear Representative Anastasia Williams, but uh, Tim's been kind enough to join us with the legal segment. Uh, Tim, what else? First of all, thank you for coming to the Rhode Island State House. We're in the, the back. We could actually uh, take a step. It's a good day, John, didn't yeah, I? No, you did. Um, what, what, um, um, I just want to touch on some of the um, other legal stories that we had been uh, touching on that we were going to touch on for the week. Um, well, I think one of the more interesting stories is what the Rhode Island Ethics Commission did. Yes, yeah, touch on that one. Well, there's a lot of outcry because uh, Senator Aaron Lynch um, put in an ethics for an ethics advisory opinion as to whether she, as a sitting uh, state senator, could appropriately and legally apply for the position of a associate justice of the Rhode Island Supreme Court. Senator Lynch took the position that because the Supreme Court is a constitutional office, that there's no bar to a sitting senator applying for that position. The Ethics Commission agreed with her position. That's caused a lot of outcry in some quarters, but I think what the senator opined and what the Ethics Commission agreed with, I think they're right. 
If Senator Lynch was applying to be a justice of the Superior Court or the Family Court, she'd be barred under the revolving door legislation. But because the Supreme Court is a constitutionally created office, it's the same thing as she said, I'm not running for re-election, I'm running for governor. Because that's a constitutional office, she could do it freely. It's the same with the Supreme Court. That's a unique court with the five justices. It's the only one that's referenced in um, the, our Constitution, Rhode Island Constitution specifically, all of these other courts and all of these other judges, the Workers' Comp Court, Family Court, District Court, those are all legislative creations. Those were not created by the, the state constitution. So it's a hair that's being split, but it's the appropriate hair. And um, I know John Marion from Common Cause is very upset, but I think he's wrong in this case, with all due respect to, to him and his organization. Folks, again, it's John DiPietro. We're right in the uh, back on this beautiful uh, summer-like day. The Rhode Island State House. Uh, I've been covering this. Uh, you're listening on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. With us is our legal expert, Rhode Island uh, top attorney, Tim Dodd. And Tim, um, just touching on um, some of the other elements, uh, especially what is going on in Washington, where now there is talk about the president maybe uh, ins- instituting the Insurrection Act. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, the president and his team um, pulled out of left field the Insurrection Act, which dates back to the Thomas Jefferson administration. And it's been utilized over the centuries and the decades by a variety of presidents. U.S. Grant utilized it when there was a KKK uprising in the southern states. Um, Dwight Eisenhower utilized it during some of the Alabama riots when there was integration of the University of Alabama and other occasions. I believe it was in 1956, John, that this um, statute was amended so that previously a president would have to receive the request of a governor or the legislature of a state in order to invoke the act. Now the president can do it unilaterally. He doesn't have to wait for a governor or a legislature of a state to ask. If he unilaterally invokes this act, he could bring in the military, the military, to quell what's seen as being an insurrection or a rebellion. If he chooses to do so, I think he is ill-advised. Typically, this um, act would be utilized if there was the type of uprising to try to overthrow a state government, to overthrow duly elected individuals from a state, not not to quell public unrest or riots about something like this. And if he does it, he's going to be excoriated because it will be seen as something more divisive, not healing, and all of the other buzzwords that you might use in looking at this situation. So I don't think he should. I think the Secretary of Defense was correct. And if he he's got the legal right to do it, but I think he does it at his peril politically. I think the optics would be horrible. But legally, he's within his rights to do it. Tim Dodd, we are going to leave it there. Uh, A little bit of an odd situation. Appreciate. We're going to do a full Facebook Live, have you come back. I think we're going to do more of these in person. But uh, it is finally good to do this segment live where we're looking at each other. I like it. (laughs) All right, Tim.